Amen. Let's stand, everybody. Brother Hilton, we love you. Come, take your liberty. Take your liberty. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah. I thank the Lord for his presence in this service tonight. Man, it looks good in this house. Looks like we're getting ready to have some revival. It feels good in this house. Why don't we just thank the Lord for his presence? Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, come on, that's it. Let's reach out to the Lord. Let's magnify him. Oh, I'm overwhelmed with gratitude, God, for your mercy and your grace, your power, your anointing. Hallelujah, Jesus, hallelujah. I'm so grateful, God, to be a part of your people, to be in this house tonight, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord, hallelujah, Jesus, hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you, Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. I feel the Holy Ghost here tonight. I feel his presence in this place. I mean, thank you all for being so sensitive to the Holy Ghost. If you have your Bibles, you can open them to Daniel chapter 10, verse 12 through 14, and we'll skip down to verse 20. Now, Pastor mentioned to me, in full disclosure, he mentioned to me that he would be discussing what Brother Lambeth had shared with him on sad, uh, he mentioned, Pastor mentioned to me on Saturday what he would be sharing with the church tonight. Actually, I believe it was this morning. He mentioned, mentioned it to me this morning. and But I, he didn't mention to me the passage of Scripture um, that he would be sharing with the church. And this was, to, to be honest, this afternoon I really struggled. I couldn't really get a finger on what I needed to share with the church tonight. Um, and felt this early on in the afternoon as I was seeking after the Lord and just kind of put it aside and didn't really go down this route because it felt like it was sometimes when you're a young preacher you feel like there's something uh, you just kind of bite off more than you can chew and that's what I felt like this subject, this message was and I don't, I don't I have never preached this message, it's something that the Lord gave me probably over a year ago or so, maybe more than that, but something that I really felt impressed just a few moments ago to share with the church. I had already given Sound Booth some different set of title and different set of notes, so I apologize for the late submission there, Brother Goff. I appreciate you being uh, so flexible, but uh, if you'll bear with me tonight and pray for me when we pray over the service. Just ask the Lord to help us, and we'll trust in him. And in Daniel chapter 10, verses 12 through 14, says, Then said he unto me, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand and to chasten thyself before thy God, thy words were heard. 
thy words were heard. Angel of the Lord speaking to Daniel. He said, before you set your heart to understand, before you chasten yourself, thy words were heard. And I am come for thy words. I want to tell somebody tonight in the Holy Ghost that he hears your prayer. He hears your words. He hears your cry. Hallelujah. No, it doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter how long you've been there. It doesn't matter if you're in a strange land. It doesn't matter if you're among strange people. It doesn't matter if you feel like you're alone. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He hears your words. When you are talking to him, he hears your words and he comes because of your words. Verse 13 says, But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one and twenty days, but lo, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, and I remained there with the kings of Persia. Now I am come to make thee. Understand what shall befall thy people in the latter days. For yet the vision is for many days. Give down to verse 20. Then said he, Knowest thou wherefore I am come unto thee? Do you know where I came from? Where I came from to you? And now will I return to fight with the prince of Persia. And when I am come, gone forth, lo, the prince of Grecia shall come. And I want to, if you don't mind, just lay down your Bibles, ask the Lord to help us. I want to talk to us tonight about fighting princes. Just ask the Lord to help us. Thank you, Jesus, for your presence in this service. I pray that you would minister to each and every one of us. Minister to my heart, my mind. God, give me an understanding of what you would have to say. I ask for your anointing, God. I have no idea what I'm doing. I pray that you would give us grace, Lord. I pray that your glory break every yoke. God, your anointing break every yoke. Understanding. We believe you, mighty God. We praise you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why don't we give the Lord some praise for his presence, the anointing that we feel in this house tonight? Hallelujah. Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. You can be seated. The next series of statements are quotes that I took down while <clears throat> I was studying um, uh, I, I don't, through a series of um, studies, I guess. I, I, can, I Honestly, I have no source, no reference, I guess, for um, what time frame I wrote these down. But they're all from the same man, Elder Howard, I believe through different admit conferences and other times I've heard him speak on this subject. And so I just want to read some of these statements to you. Uh, these spirits have often been entrenched. He's talking about spirits, princes. And, and I want to preface what I say here tonight that I have no idea what I'm talking about, okay? I'm, this is just a something, again, I, felt, I feel like I'm biting off a little bit more than I can chew, but this is something that God has dealt with for a, a long time. And so I have confidence in God. Amen. And... Um, and and I want to make reference, make mention, I guess, to uh, those who are considering themselves new or, or uh, not necessarily have been a part 
of a church or have been a part of church, but just now getting back in and have been a part of uh, church here for a limited amount of time. That um, that these that these things are real, and I hope that God will open your heart and your mind to what's going to be said tonight, and and just um, and just. Trust the Holy Ghost, if you will. If not, not Jared. I'm not asking you to listen to what I have to say because what I say means very little, um, next to nothing. In fact, upon reconsideration, it means nothing. But um, if you open your heart to the Holy Ghost, he can speak to us. And uh, especially if you've been giving him words, as we just read in our text, he will come and minister to you according to your words. And um, so the, these spirits, spirits of of um, individual cities or areas, regions, uh, and I don't think, Pastor, if I get out of line, you just tell me, but I, I think you agree with much of what I'm getting ready to say, um, otherwise I wouldn't be saying it, <laughs> but um, these spirits have been entrenched in power for centuries and will not be defeated through a single service or even a single revival. Spirits can attach themselves to regional areas, locations, and um, and assume power for extended periods of time, and it takes. And just to restate what I just said, that it takes more than a single service for us to uh, overcome them. And I, I don't want to take uh, too much time, put too much attention on here. Just bear with me for a moment. Daniel, who is a mo- model of consistency in his prayer and devotion to God, prayed and fasted 21 days before he weakened the prince of Persia sufficiently. For an angel to get beyond him and bring him an answer. So Daniel, who, who is one that the Bible props up as a model of consistent consecration and prayer and dedication to the Lord, took him 21 days to uh, fast and pray to the point where the prince of Persia was weakened sufficiently for an angel to get beyond him. And it takes years of consistently teaching and preaching the word and consistently, uh, in consistency in your consecration and walk with God to dethrone powerful entities that have been set up on earth. You will engage in many battles, and some you will win, others you will lose. As you continue to build a church, your house will strengthen as the house of the prince of your area will weaken. That's a sense of hope. That should give us a sense of hope that... That as you continue, as you continue to pray and fast and to fight these princes um, of these cities, the church that's associated with that city, that house will be strengthened and the house of the prince of that city will be weakened. Don't make the mistake of always preaching against the devil and his kingdom and ignore reaching for the lost. This is of paramount importance for each of us as children of God, not to focus our attention on spirits, princes of areas, or anything like that, but because when Jesus said he came to earth, he didn't come to earth to fight princes. He didn't come to earth to overthrow dynasties of, of spirits. He came to save, seeking to save that which was lost. That's the ultimate goal. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost here tonight. Don't, don't make the mistake of always preaching against the devil and his kingdom and ignore reaching for the lost. Evangelism is one of the most powerful ways to defeat powers of darkness in any area. And the apostles rarely spoke about Satan, but rather preached about Jesus, his redemptive work, and the gospel. 
Amen. He, the apostles and, and his redemptive work on Calvary. Through the preaching of the gospel, they turned their world upside down. Amen. And um, I, I want to, the, let's just continue here. Ezekiel chapter 28, verses 14 through 15. I'm not sure if uh, y'all, okay, good. Thank you. Uh, Ezekiel chapter 28, verse 14 through 15. Thou art the anointed cherub that covereth, and I have set thee so. Thou wast upon the holy mountain of God. Thou hast walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. Thou wast perfect in thy ways from the day that thou wast created till iniquity was found in thee. Describing Satan, describing Lucifer. If you go to Isaiah chapter 14, verses 12 through 14, we find another biblical description of Lucifer, how art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, the son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground which didst weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high God. And another passage of scripture, the Bible describes him as the God of this world. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4. In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. And I don't want to cause anybody today to be intimidated by the enemy, but I want you to understand that the devil has a kingdom established here on earth. And that there are, uh, as, as we've already mentioned in passing, that there are spirits that work under him. Pastors actually mentioned a little bit tonight that those that have lesser importance that have been established in different areas and working and operating in that kingdom of death, that kingdom from hell. And uh, the devil operates through fear. And so, therefore, I don't want to intimidate anybody and try to let you uh, be concerned or understand or, or try to um, be fearful about what the devil is doing. We're going somewhere here tonight. Revelation chapter 12, verses 12. Therefore, rejoice, ye heavens... <clears throat> And ye that dwell in them, woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea, for the devil is come down unto you. Again, it's talking about the kingdom that the devil has established on earth, having great wrath, because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. Verse 13, and when the dragon saw that he, had, he was cast unto the earth, he was cast into the earth, he persecuted the woman which brought forth the man-child. Um, the devil set his sights on mankind because of one man's sin, the kingdom, of, uh, the kingdom of the enemy was established. Before I go any further, I want to let you know that the devil sets his sight on the people of God. And the reason that he does that is because he has no other form of power or entrance into the kingdom of God. He doesn't have access to the kingdom of God. And so what he's looking for is a hole. What he's looking for is a break in the chain. What he's looking for is a weak point to access and overthrow as he already has attempted in time past to, to overthrow the kingdom of God. And so uh, the kingdom of the enemy is established and uh, on, on earth. And the way he did that was through Adam. Romans chapter 5 verses 12 through 17 we see, wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. For unto the law of sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed when there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam 
to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression, who is the figure of him that, is to, that was to come. But not as, but not as the offense, um, so also is the free gift. For if through the offense of one many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, hath abounded unto many, and not as it was by one that sinned, so is the gift. For the, for the judgment was by one to condemnation, but the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. For if by one, man offen, uh, one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which received abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. What Apostle Paul was telling the Romans was that because one man gave up his, he let down his guard for a moment. Because one man opened himself up and made himself uh, uh, vulnerable to the enemy, the enemy was able to establish a kingdom on earth. And I want to tell somebody in the house of the Lord here tonight that that it's possible that the enemy could gain access to the house of God. But I want to tell somebody else, or, or maybe even the same person, that the gates of hell cannot prevail against the church. And that if you remain as a part of the body of Christ, as Pastor described this morning, we have the power to overcome every spirit from hell. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And the devil is looking and he's trying and he's, he's seeking those who he may devour. But I want to tell you, just keep on coming to church because the devil doesn't stand a chance when you're standing in the house of the living God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Is somebody going to help me tonight? Hallelujah. I feel the help of the Holy Ghost coming. Hallelujah. I believe that God is going to help us. I feel like, uh, I, I don't know, amen, what individuals may be struggling with. Uh, I could be honest and transparent with you that over the past uh, couple of weeks in time, amen, that I have struggled with with just individual thoughts. And, and I believe beyond the shadow of a doubt, Pastor, that it's the, the spirits from hell. And, and certainly that it is the spirit that's, uh, that's over this area that has tried uh, to thwart the plan of God. Uh, but I, I've come tonight, amen, with uh, with a message burning on the inside to let the devil know that he has not a chance in this house. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I said the devil doesn't stand a chance. You know why? Because we stand on the truth that God is one, amen, that God the Spirit, amen, wrapped himself in flesh, amen, was burned of a, was birthed of a virgin, amen, for the sole purpose of saving you and me. He made his way, amen, to Calvary with a cross on his back. And the devil doesn't stand a chance, amen, against the cross. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You've got a message. You've got the truth. Amen, all the devil has, amen, is an arsenal of lies. Hallelujah. All the devil can tell you is lie after lie after lie. But what I have is the word of truth. Amen. Jesus said in John chapter 17 and 17, sanctify them. Sanctify who, Brother Jehim? Sanctify you and me. The only reason you and I are sanctified is because of the word of truth. Hallelujah. I hate the devil. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He likes to play in the minds of the children of God. And he knows he can because we're human. We're flesh. And he knows that if he watches long enough, amen, somebody 
is going to be like another Adam. Hallelujah. And there's going to be an opportunity for him. He's not, he's not a dummy. He knows that as he watches long enough that there are going to be opportunities. Amen. However, we're not dummies either. Apostle Paul said we're not ignorant of the devil's devices. Hallelujah. 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 Child of God, when you wake up tomorrow morning, amen, the enemy starts to drop little question marks in your mind about what went on in service on Sunday morning or Sunday evening. Hallelujah. I just want to remind you, and you already know this. That's why I'm reminding you that that's just a lie from the devil. That question is a lie. There is no answer. There is no answer to that question because it's a lie. You're not going to find what you're looking for if you pursue that question. You're not going to find the answers that you're looking for if you pursue the word of the enemy. But if you take a moment and, and pursue the word of truth, there's answer upon answer. Hallelujah. Line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little and there a little. If you just take a little time of your own, amen, not just on a Tuesday night or a Sunday morning or a Sunday night, but break open the Bible on a Monday morning or a Tuesday morning or a Wednesday morning or a Thursday morning or a Friday morning or a Saturday morning, amen, and ask the Lord to speak to you. That will be truth. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Satan is looking to get an advantage of us. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11. Lest Satan should get an advantage of us. Talking to the church in Corinth. Talking to the church in Olathe. Devil's looking to get an advantage of us. Hallelujah. And we're not ignorant of what's going on. Amen. The devil was kicked out of heaven. He and one third of his angels in heaven began, from heaven began an earthly kingdom. And the devil has forces in this earth to accomplish particular things. Number one, to buffet the saints of God. Number two, to possess certain individuals or not. And thirdly, to maim the people of God. If you don't believe me, just give me a moment. Second Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. At least, and least I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. He said to buffet the saints of the saints of God. Amen. Spirits Attack us. This is a quote from an esteemed elder. These spirits attack us continually and cause feelings of depression, anxiety, pride, lust, resentfulness, jealousy, rebellion, insecurity, doubt, and fear. Hallelujah. Many times the temptations that we encounter are the work of these buffeting spirits that Apostle Paul was talking about. Apostle Paul said that they buffeted him. Apostle Paul. 
Because the spirit may or may not be buffeting, you does not indicate whether or not you're spiritual or not, or whether or not you're living for God or you're getting ready to fall on your face. It, in fact, actually, what it probably means is that you're doing what's right. That you're pursuing after the things of truth, the things of God. And so the devil sends these spirits to buffet. Hallelujah. Pastor described the other day, I don't know if this was in public or not, and if it was a private moment, I hope I'm not expressing something that I shouldn't be, but I think he's said this publicly before, but there was a time that that he has felt uh, spirits attacking him, and it felt literally as though there was a band around his head, and as those, as individuals, uh, I believe in that particular situation was, was praying um, against him for whatever reason, that that band, those spirits, began to tighten in a physical uh, manifestation, in a physical way. It was, it was really attacking him in a physical way. So spirits have the ability, if, 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 they ha- if they're granted that, if they have that ability, there, there is a possibility that they could attack us in a physical way as well as mentally as well as uh, emotionally, in many different other ways. Amen. In fact, there are spirits of infirmity. Uh, Luke chapter 13, verse 11. Behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity, 18 years, and was bowed together and could in no wise lift her up. Matthew 9, 33. When the devil was cast out, the dumb spake, and the multitudes marveled, saying, it was never so seen in Israel. Looks like that scripture was out of place. So we'll... Go on as if we didn't read that one. <clears throat> Mark chapter 9, verse 18. And wheresoever he taketh him, he teareth him, and he foameth, and gnasheth with his teeth, and pineth, pineth away. And I spake to thy disciples, and they could not cast him out, or that they should cast him out, and they could not. Talking about the spirit, these spirits in different ways of infirmity. And, um, and then the, there are spirits of possession. Acts chapter six, ver, 16, verse 16. It came to pass... As we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. Matthew eight sixteen. When the even was come, they brought unto them many that were possessed with devils, and he cast out the spirits with his word and healed all that were sick. Hey, I want to tell you something. That, remember a minute ago that the devil operates um, through nothing but lies? When Jesus speaks, it's nothing but truth. Isn't that right? Okay, when Jesus spoke in this particular passage of Scripture, he cast out those spirits with nothing but his word, Brother Jaheim. Amen. The word of God will overcome every spirit from hell because it's the word of truth and it challenges their very existence. Hallelujah. The word of truth, uh, amen, will drive out every spirit from hell. Matthew chapter 5, verse 15, one more example. And they came and they come to Jesus and see him that was possessed with the devil, and had the legion sitting and clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. So we have different examples of spirits that were sent to buffet, spirits that were sent to possess, and spirits of infirmity. But it came a time when a man by the name of Jesus came to earth, born of a virgin, as we already described. He came to earth with a distinct purpose. Matthew chapter 16, uh, verse 18 and 19. 
And uh, if we can get that one on the wall, I would appreciate it. Oh, thank you. You're, man, you're already beating me. I, I should just keep going. Y'all are good. Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. And, at, and I say also unto thee, thou art Peter, and upon this rock will I build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give to thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. This will be, man, I feel the Holy Ghost here tonight. I want to tell you that Jesus came to earth specifically to challenge the earthly kingdom that the devil had set up. He came to earth specifically with a plan, Brother Auburton. Amen. To set up a place of protection. Amen. For folks like Peter. Amen. And folks like you and folks like me. Amen. That when there are spirits and when there are uh, powers in this world and there are princes of the air that, that they try to assert their authority over us. And indeed they do have some authority. But when Jesus came to earth and established the church of the Most High God, I mean, it was a direct challenge to that earthly kingdom that the devil had already set up. Amen. He said that the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. The kingdom that Jesus came and established on this earth has far more power. Amen. And far more protection and far more authority. Amen. Because the ultimate source of authority was the one that established this upon the the earth hallelujah I want to tell you I don't care what problem you're facing I don't care how deep and dark the sin I don't care how long and how living that spirit is I want you to know that if you come to the church of the living God that that spirit that devil that authority that principality cannot prevail against this house Hallelujah, hallelujah. My, my, my. Hallelujah. 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 You can be seated. You're making me nervous. Hallelujah. Especially when pastor stands up. It makes me feel like I got to say something. It's like, I, yeah, right. That's what I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to say next. I, just, just kidding, pastor. <laughs> hallelujah. 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 Let's pray and ask the Lord for his help for a moment. Thank you, Jesus, for your anointing here in this place. Hallelujah. We ask you for your spirit to have free course in this house, that your word find its mark. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Savior. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The one that set up, amen, the kingdom of God on earth, amen, told Satan, told us that he beheld as Satan fell from heaven. He said, I was there. I saw it. My own eyes. You're not going to pull the wool over my eyes. I don't have, I don't have this, uh, this, this confusion. I don't have these clouds of doubt. I don't have, I don't have these worries or fears, devil, because... I watched the day when you fell. And whatever power or authority that you have right now is something that's only given to you. 
If we could get a revelation of this church, amen, it'd help us, amen, to understand that whatever problems, amen, that are in our life, God is either using, amen, to build us, or God is using to teach us something, or God is just using, because it wouldn't be there if God didn't allow it to have the power to do what it's doing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the, and the devils and spirits that true church has been fighting for all of my life. Hallelujah. I want to tell you, they're nothing but a thing with the Lord. Hallelujah. They, they're nothing but just a, another, another spirit, another principality, another, another region. I mean, look across, I mean, the pages of history. I mean, after, let's think about modern Pentecost in, in Azusa Street, where, where in, in, in Los Angeles, of all places. My Lord. How can they have revival in Los Angeles, Sister Bonnie? Yeah, Los Angeles. I mean, we're so much closer to heaven in Kansas than they are in Los Angeles. We, we ought to be just having a revival. Without, I mean, we just like hit, the knee, hit our knees and boom, there it is. Yeah, but let me, let me tell you that Brother Seymour and, and others that were pursuing after revival in their time, and, and there's others, I, and I, I don't have the references, but there are others that were in Europe and other areas during that time who, who went to battle, who were fighting princes in their areas and asked God, I want to see in my house and in my family and in my friends and my coworkers, I want to see a move of the Holy Ghost. I want to witness for myself that awesome power that the apostles talked about. I want to see, and I know that there's a group of people in, in the Truth Church of Olathe, Kansas, uh, that are truly interested in finding an apostolic move of the Holy Ghost. And that whatever princes and whatever principalities and whatever spirits and whatever powers and whatever authorities are out there, they stand no chance. Hallelujah. That you have the power, child of God, amen, to pray down a move of the Holy Ghost. Amen. If we just do it like Daniel did, day after day, amen, prayer after prayer, fast after fast, amen, Bible study after Bible study, we can overcome these evil princes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm telling you that we are knocking on the door of revival. Amen. That if we could, amen, just find a place of consecration, amen, a dedication to the Lord. Amen. Not as a result of a beckoning from a pastor. Amen. But from the depths of our heart, find a place in an altar and say, God, would you help me change? God, would you help me see revival? God, I want real healing. God, I want to see real salvation. God, there are real problems in this earth. God, there are real souls in this earth. God, I need you. I know that you're, that you're out there. I've heard your prayer. Amen. I know God. Amen. Here's the words that are coming from your mouth. Amen. As we heard tonight, just before I got up here, that he sent an angel. Amen. To prepare the way. Hallelujah, thank the Lord. Hallelujah, thank the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost trying to move. Come on, child of God. Amen. Let's reach out in faith. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. What was it, amen, that caused Jesus, amen, to bring, amen, that kingdom to earth? What was it, amen, that caused Jesus to say, upon this rock, I will build my church? What was it, amen, that caused Jesus, amen, to establish the kingdom of, of heaven on earth? What was it? What was it? It was a revelation of the understanding of who uh, Jesus was. It was a revelation of that this is not just another man, but he was one, uh, amen, who has all divine power in heaven and earth. Uh, he's the one that has all the power in earth and in the sins and situations around us. Hallelujah. Said of Peter upon this rock. What rock? Peter said uh, that, that let, let's go to it, Matthew chapter 16. So when Jesus came to the coast of Caesarea Philippi, verse 13, asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? What are they teaching out there? What are they preaching about? What are they saying that I am? And they go, well, some say that you're just a prophet. And then some talk about you like Elijah and Elisha. Some talk about you like Moses. And then a good rabbi, one who knows the word, one who knows how to teach and break it down real good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Some say you're John the Baptist. Hallelujah. You're preparing for the Messiah that's on his way. You're the one who's, who's almost not quite, you're not quite the fulfillment of the prophecies, but you're almost there. You're the one preparing the way in the wilderness. That's what, the, that's what those outside were talking about. Oh, Jeremiah's one of the prophets. And then he goes, okay, thank you. I appreciate you. And no doubt Jesus already knew the answer to the question when he asked it. But he said, okay, now what do you, who do you, Kaiser, who do you? He said, I, the son of man, am. Do you have a revelation of who he is? Do, do I have a revelation of who Jesus is? Jerome, is this personal to you? Is this something that you believe in? Are you willing to stand on the street corners when they're making fun of you? Because we're getting ever closer to those kinds of days. Persecution. Amen. Perilous times will come, Apostle Paul said. They're coming. Those days are coming. So we need to make up our mind now what it is that we say. What is that we believe? Do I know who Jesus is? We're not going to be able to fight these princes, Pastor, unless we know who Jesus is. Unless we have that revelation. Hallelujah. My, my. Hallelujah. And so Peter stepped up and said, well, nobody else is going to take a swing. He said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. 
Now, to my knowledge, I think this is the first time a Jew is acknowledging who Jesus is. I may be wrong there. I don't know. But at least it may be the first time that it was recorded. I didn't specifically look, look that up. But that this very man, the one in flesh and bone standing before me, is the representation of all the prophecies of Jeremiah and Elias. This is the one that we were talking about all these years. Peter thought he was just taking a swing, but he knocked it out of the ballpark. He said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. You're the perfect example for the New Testament church. As we heard so eloquently this morning. You're everything. You're the prophecy of everything that is to come. Of the truth incarnate in flesh and bone. He's the one, amen, who was sent to earth. Amen, to spill his blood as the spotless, unblemished lamb of God. He's a, my God, I feel the Holy Ghost here. I wonder if we could stand, amen, in a marketplace or, or even at a Walmart, amen, or at a Target and tell somebody, I know who Jesus is. I know that he's the one who has all power to wash away your sins. He has the power to deliver you, amen, from the nicotine addiction that you have. He has the power, amen, to change, amen, that addiction to alcohol and pornography and illicit relations. I want to tell you that this is Jesus, the Christ, the Son of God. Hallelujah. He's the one that lives as an example, amen, to you and me on how to dedicate ourselves and how to pray and how to live for God, amen, in an ever-changing world. Hallelujah. He's the one that came to earth and as the subject of our message here tonight is, amen, overthrew every prince and every power of this world. Hallelujah. We better get a revelation of who Jesus is. I said we need an understanding of who Jesus is. Hallelujah. You want to have revival? Amen. Get on your knees and get in your Bible until you understand amen, that he's the one that will send that revival. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Philippians chapter 2 verses 9 and 10, wherefore God hath highly exalted him, given him a name, given who a name? Jesus. A name above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee, every knee, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. There's not a thing anywhere that exists that God's that God doesn't cause to bow down to the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. This is why when Jude is talking about Moses and his struggle. 
I mean, Michael, the archangel, and was struggling with the devil in Jude, verses 9 and 10. Yet Michael, the archangel, when contending with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses. Durst not bring against him a railing accusation. Well, what did he say? The Lord rebuked thee. Now, why did Michael, the archangel, when contending with the devil, win the fight by saying, the Lord rebuked thee? Because of what we just talked about. Because that name is a name above even the devil. I don't care how ugly he is. And I don't care how, how big he seems in your mind. I don't care how long you've been dealing with whatever problem he keeps putting there in your path. Again and again. And it feels like you never get over it. I'm telling you. The Lord rebuke thee, devil. Hallelujah. It's not Jared. It's not Brother Jaheim. Has nothing to do with me or him or any of us. Has everything to do with Jesus, who has all power in heaven and on earth. Amen. Musicians, I mean, you could please come if you would. Second Corinthians chapter two verse fourteen tells us that. Now thanks be unto God, which always causeth us to triumph. In Christ. Not in our own power, not in our own authority, not in our own ability, not in our own skill, not has nothing to do with any of that. He said, He causes us to triumph in Christ. And then in First Corinthians chapter fifteen, verse fifty seven, says, But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory. Through our Lord Jesus Christ. This is how we overcome. This is how we fight and defeat these princes. This is how we overcome, truth church. This is how we have revival. Is through the victory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Let's all stand here tonight. Peter, this is the rock that I'm building the church on. And the gates of hell can't prevail against the church. Unless... It's off of this rock. But if you're built on the rock of the revelation of who Jesus Christ is, amen, we can prevail against the gates of hell. We can overcome every spirit from hell. Amen. The devil may, amen, have a kingdom established here on earth. Amen. You can play if you wish. Amen. The the devil might have power and authority and princes and principalities under his, amen, domain here on earth. Amen. But if we are interested in overcoming, amen, anything that the devil has set up, Amen. Let's remain on the rock of the revelation of who Jesus is. Oh, hallelujah. Thank the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground which didst weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend unto heaven, and I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend, amen, above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high 
the, the Most High. But verse 15 of Isaiah chapter 14 says, Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit they that see thee shall narrowly look upon thee and consider thee saying is this the man that made the earth to tremble and did shake kingdoms that made the world as a wilderness and destroyed the cities thereof that opened not the house of the prison is this the one that we've been fighting all this time I want to tell you yeah that little pipsqueak that's all he is I mean he's nothing when it comes to amen fighting the mighty God that we serve amen let's thank the Lord tonight hallelujah 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 oh come on church let's keep fighting I said let's keep fighting oh come on you can keep on fighting oh Jesus 